I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all-new Better Podcasting live chat. I am Stephen, and with me, of course, is SP. How's it going, SP? I'm great. You know, I am still jazzed about this opening theme that we chose six years ago now. I still enjoy hearing it. I thought I would tire of it after a couple years. You know what? One of these days that you say that, I'm going to go in editing. I'm going to change it so it's like the world's worst music. And you'll be like, I really like this. I, I'm trying to remember the title. It's Electropop something. I, I, know. I know Electropop is part of it. But I was yeah. going to say, we don't want to hide it because it's been used by many advertisements On since commercials, we chose even. commercials. Yeah. Oh, I haven't told you. I got a call back. I'm in a commercial. You're in a commercial? What type of yeah, commercial? Well, it's an audio drama commercial, but oh, it's a commercial. Sweet. It's a commercial that's playing in the middle of an audio drama. It's not even a commercial for the audio drama. It's a commercial that's being played in the audio drama. Wow. So I got a call back to do that. Very cool. That's awesome. Congrats on that. That's exciting. Thanks. Yeah, it is. Because like, I thought I sucked the first time around, <laughs> but I, I guess I did well enough that they were like, hey, look, we want you to do this. Or, so, yeah, or, or they went, you know what? You can't get any worse. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so the character I play is basically, as I termed it, it, it is not this, but this is what I was supposed to play. A used carpet salesman. Okay, so a used carpet salesman. Okay, not, not even a carpet salesman, like a used yeah. carpet salesman. You know what? I got a carpet in my garage that's waiting to go to the dump. Do you want to buy it? No, because I'm in the middle of a flooring project at the condo that I own, taking out the carpet and putting engineered hardwood floors in. So I've got as much remnants as I can stick a uh, poke a stick at, which are all in bags waiting to go out in the trash tomorrow. So basically you're drawing from experience. Is that what I'm getting here? That's that's right. <laughs> yes, I am. And it's only half. I got to do the rest of the, the other half before next week I actually do the flooring project. So yeah, this is all it if you ever do a DIY flooring project whether it's tile, carpet, hardwood, laminate, vinyl, uh, you know, just the OSB board, doesn't matter. It's going to take you 2 to 3 weeks to do it. A ton of furniture to move around, ton of crap to clean up. You don't want to know what's underneath there. It's just like, usually we don't want our listeners to know the behind the scenes of podcasting. That's what oh. is underneath that carpet. Are we doing a podcast? A podcast? Because uh, I thought this was our home renovation show that we are starting up. Yeah, the what? No, this is the outgrowth from the paint drying podcast that you you started a couple weeks ago, apparently. Fair enough. Well, when we're not talking about home renovations, which should be most weeks, uh, we are talking about podcast stuff and answering your questions here on Better Podcasting Live Chat. We got a couple people in our live chat because if you didn't know this, we do stream on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. Come by any week, any Tuesday, because if we're not recording this show, we're recording the Better Podcasting main show, and we'd love to have you in our chat. And let's start off with a bit of a big one that came out uh, just a few hours ago. This was all about Apple Podcasts. Now, I know we have some other listener questions and things like that that we want to get to or comments and whatnot, but, but let's do this here, because this is something that I think is going to stir up a lot of talk. And and probably a lot of talk in channels that we're not going to address because this centers a little bit about money as well. And we don't talk a lot about money at Better Podcasting because we are for the hobbyist. So what is going on here with Apple Podcasts, SB? Well, they had an event today just a few hours ago. I believe it started at 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm not quite sure about when, but they had an event sometime today. I couldn't attend because I was in an all-day class. And apparently they announced a whole bunch of changes with what we knew as the iTunes or Apple podcast back in. And they've now changed it to this new podcast connect. Once you log in, it will ask you some questions. It will ask you if you want to be known as an individual or a company. It will ask you to sign up for the new terms of service and it will link your old iTunes connect 
account or Apple Podcast Connect account to this new one, Podcast Connect account. And a lot of people that we know as we are recording today, Tuesday, the 20th of April at 8 p.m., a lot of people have done that and they get a screen that says we're working on creating your new account for you. Now, I did all of that. I got to the end. I submitted like just like everybody else. And I keep on getting redirected to the old iTunes Connect account with my mm. podcasts on it. So I'm wondering if there's something screwed up with my account. I actually have two different accounts. I have the account that I started with that Voices of Defiance is on. And then I have the other account that has better podcasting, not better podcasting live, but better podcasting on it. It has Legends of Shield, Legends of Shield, Longbox, and Starling Tribune on it. And two of those don't show up as I own them. So I'm, I'm just curious, maybe there's something wrong with my account. Also, I have not received an email from Apple Podcasts in a few years. It's got to be at least two, if not three years now. So I don't know what's going on with those accounts. Yeah, they sent out an email to me, and this was after our Discord was talking about this, at 1.42 Pacific time, and it talked about the introducing Apple Podcast subscriptions, and it had a few different sections. Like, one of it was an introduction. The other was talking about new tools in Apple Podcast Connect. Um, which it says also beginning today, all creators can access an updated Apple Podcast Connect da dashboard, which includes new features that make it easier to manage your content on Apple Podcasts. With Apple Podcast Connect, you can now create channels, which are groups of shows that can be personalized with unique titles, descriptions, and artwork. Just like shows, you can offer free channels, which makes it easy for listeners to discover all of your shows plus paid and premium channels through Apple Podcast subscriptions. Additionally, you can now view and edit podcast metadata, set schedule, and, or sorry, if you would prefer, schedule, and manage show availability for each country and region and organize shows into channels right from the dashboard. With analytics, you can gain insight into how listeners are engaging with your shows through new performance metrics and visualization tools such as, as engaged listeners, listeners by city, and new episode performance graph. Uh, or And the new episode performance graph, graph. Apple Podcast Connects also now offers a robust system for managing multiple users and roles, making it easier to invite collaborators to manage your subscriptions, channels, and shows. So I wanted to talk a little bit about these new tools. Number one, Marketing team at Apple. Drop the, the dumb language. You could have condensed that. that. That was really, really wordy. You didn't need to do it that way. Uh, but the second thing is, I think that that's, that shows where they're looking, in my opinion. That, that second part specifically, highlighting the users and their role. Because SP, you and I do an individual podcast. And I think that, you know, we have a pretty good working relationship and we share keys to the to the kingdom uh, with, mm -hmm. with our media hosting and things like that because we trust each other. And I think if you were to look at a lot of independent podcasters that have a couple people involved, you probably would see a lot of the similar thing. If, you got, if you're all, both involved in different ways, you probably would do that. Here's the thing. When you have a big corporate podcast, you got so many people involved, you need these individual sanctions that you are giving individual users permissions and they don't have admin access. So this very, 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 uh, to me, speaks clearly about the future of Apple Podcasts and where they're looking, which is way beyond the independent podcaster. And it is definitely the big corporate podcast. And that's that's putting aside this whole premium tier, this whole podcast channel thing that we just mentioned, just that user and role alone is enough for me to say, hey, this is what SP and I, I'll actually, you know, I'll give credit because you were the first vocal one on here. This is what SP has been warning you about on this podcast and better podcasting for a very long time, because I will give credit where credit's due. You were one of the first ones on better podcasting to vocally mention that you could see what they're giving away. Basically, I think you said that uh, you could see Apple no longer giving the cow away for free. Uh. 
Yeah, it was either in the late months of 2015 or the early months of 2016 when we were doing the download segment for the first time at Better Podcasting that I was looking out for the hobby podcaster specifically, although the independent podcaster is included in there as well, of when things start to change at an infrastructure level for where people are consuming the podcast. That's when you got to worry about your future accessibility for hobby podcasting. And by definition, independent podcasters too, because they're playing with the same playing field, basically. So one of the things that I brought up early on was the RSS feed. And if Apple ever did something specifically, because Apple was like 60% of the market at the time, if not 70% of the market at the time, said if Apple ever does something with the RSS that makes you pay for it or restricts it in some way or something like that, that would be an issue for a hobby podcaster and that would start to limit distribution. Now, nothing that Apple has done has limited that this RSS feeds are still going to work with Apple podcasts and everybody else that pulls from the Apple podcast API. I'm assuming I I have never dealt with the API, so I don't know if that has changed yet or not, but I worry about the direction this is going. I I worry, especially with the monetization of the RSS feeds, which we're not going to get too much in here, but it clearly shows that Apple for the first time ever is, is trying to monetize podcasts that go through its distribution hub, which uh, congratulations, it's probably two years too late. Actually, Mm. I was thinking about that, but they are now headed down that road that you have to pause. And it's not just Apple podcasts, by the way, there was an article on medium from the anchor uh, creator that also talked about that so we'll talk i was gonna say we'll talk about that later but it's not just apple okay because the other thing that i wanted to mention before we got off of apple was because this again for me the email came out uh you know a handful of hours ago however many uh hours is in a handful uh and (laughs) sp for the audio listener is counting uh and here's the thing is in our discord server we have had people reporting different things and and we have not had a chance to fully vet all of this information. And there's two things that I think is important. Number one, people are pointing out from a revenue perspective, it looks like the terms of service has stated about, uh, this was a tweet from Matt Medeiros that copied the uh, terms of service or something and said, quote, looks like Apple will keep 30% of your private podcast revenue and the $19.99 per year in the first year, moving to 15% of subscribers in year two plus, according to their terms. So I think that that's interesting just because, again, it doesn't affect us. We don't talk about that on Better Podcasting, but I think it supports what you were saying about the monetization. But the second thing that was was more important to me was in here, in our chat, someone had mentioned, uh, this was Randy Walker, had said, it's a whole new dashboard, new terms, et cetera, no third-party mining tools. So... I, I guess the mining tools is the third-party stat services that we were hearing. We're trying to go into the Apple podcast. I guess that's probably what they're targeting, but <laughs> no third-party mining tools. If I am a big podcast directory or podcast app that is using the Apple podcast API, how does that affect me? Because theoretically, if I'm pulling that information from Apple Podcasts, and I'm using an app that goes through that, is is that still, like, am I now no longer allowed to mine that data because technically I'm getting the directory from there? Like, I want to know more about that restriction. And again, haven't verified this information. But if that is true, I think that that is also an indication on where they might be looking in the future. Because I know there was also a new Apple Podcast app that was coming out for for the iOS devices was also mentioned in this whole thing. So if that's the case, maybe maybe they are going, you know what? We want Apple Podcasts to now be for Apple products. That's that's our focus for the future. And, and maybe that's where they are legitimately looking. Because when you start to add things like premium in there, you're not going to probably offer that premium through third parties. I think that that is a whole can of worms as far as how that all works out when there's revenue involved, plus the technical issues with that, is this a shift that they are now going to go, yeah, get your own directory. 
is that where they're going in the future? Because I, I think there's question marks in, in the future of Apple Podcasts based off of these changes. Could not be, maybe not, but I'm curious. So big data is big money. We've seen that with Facebook and Google already. And Apple has a lot of data, but they've made it free for podcasters. Essentially, they did have the third party um, capability. So stat aggregators could go in and they could get that data and then pull it into their aggregation. I think that's a service that Apple can fully realize right now with the amount of podcasts that are in Apple podcasts right now and the amount of podcasts that are updated and the amount of money that's flowing through podcasting now, as compared to three years ago, it is fiscally viable for them to do it versus having podcasts being a loss leader. So like I said, I think one, it's two years too late. And two, Apple is realizing that it can make some money off of this. Great for them. My concern though, is that fee, that 1999 fee. It, it, you're fine if you're a hobbyist, not making any money or making a little bit of money, whatever. It, you're fine not paying Apple any money right now. Eventually, I could see them wanting that $199 a year, $20 a year fee for listing your podcast in the Apple directory. And that's one of the things that I had cautioned everybody about. I don't know what Apple's intentions are right now. I don't know if they're yeah. just trying it and seeing how it's going. And then a year or two from now, they'll do it. But we are now down that path where this is a lot more possible than it used to be. And that gets into my other point with the other service. So but we're not done with Apple yet, though. Uh, I've only got one more thing to say, which is that I'll be curious to see if now that they're monetizing Apple Podcasts, if we get Apple Podcasts on Android. And and I say that because like the Apple TV service, I think the TV plus service, I think is a good example on that. They started very restriction restrictive and they've moved off of that because there was an opportunity to make money by selling it to people who don't own an Apple TV. So I think that this could potentially maybe lead to an Apple podcast app on Android. I could see that. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I could see them wanting to broach that. Conversely, though, then you'd have to take Google Podcasts. You'd have to take the um, Samsung app. You'd have to take some Android versions of apps on board the iOS. And there are some already, but I don't think enough. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We're, we're just not sure what the direction is. These are it's a major change, though, for Apple and Apple Podcasts. And for hobbyists, nothing has changed now other than maybe there's a little bit more recognition that podcasting is actually a thing and Apple podcast is trying to wrap their hands on the monetization and get some of their mitts into some of the money that's going on. Uh, moving on then to Spotify, there was an article on medium from the creator of Spotify. Uh, Mignano is his last name. I think Michael is his first name, uh, basically said that they are going to forge ahead and take the next step beyond RSS. Now, I'm, there's two paragraphs here that I'm going to quote from the article because I don't want to mess anything up right now, but uh, it will depict where Spotify is thinking of in terms of their RSS feed. So from the article here, quote, at Anchor, which is part of the Spotify family, given our commitment to putting creators first above all else, we've long leaned into the positive benefits of RSS and will continue doing so. We believe creators should have the ability to publish their audio on the open web if they choose, enabling any platform to ingest and present these creators' content to their users. But we're also interested in pushing the medium of audio beyond the limitations of the RSS standard by enabling greater creative freedom, such as enabling creators to add music to their shows, more insights into how their shows are being heard, such as richer analytics that go beyond the capabilities that RSS enables, and more opportunities to monetize, such as moving beyond advertising to new models like paid subscriptions, unquote. So I think between Apple, Spotify, and other places like Luminary, they're looking beyond the RSS. They're looking to monetize the podcast distribution because they're popular enough that people are starting to buy services like Spotify, so they can get exclusives like the Joe Rogan experience. Luminary did this a couple of years ago. Luminary was pretty laughed at about how they went about it. They really didn't have 
the major oomph behind them at the time. And then Spotify was able to come in and swoop up a couple of really big shows and they were deemed a success, at least for now. I know Spotify is struggling monetarily of making a profit right now. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but at least they're making more of a go of it than Luminary really was at the time. So you have as a hobbyist, all these things going on around you. There was also a major announcement from Google, which we'll talk about later, which is kind of along these lines, but kind of not. And it just depicts that the industry is ready to change. So at Better Podcasting, since day one, we've been worried about the hobby podcaster. And to be honest with you, even before we started hobby podcasting, Stephen and I and a group of friends were worried about the state of the industry and where it was going as per hobby podcasting. Now, that was back in 2013, 2014. We started Better Podcasting in 2015. It's now 2021. It's been a good long road. It's been six years since we started Better Podcasting, seven or eight years since we started having these concerns. The industry took a while to get where it is today, and it's not yet where it would be to exclude hobby podcasters, but it's been on this trajectory where it could. So we're just paying attention and we're reporting what's going on. Uh, so that you can make the preparations that you deem necessary in order to continue podcasting if that's what you choose to do in a future which could possibly be more limited than it is today, or you need to distribute to other methods than you do today because the uh, methods that are exist today aren't available to you in the future. But n- that's not today. Still available today. Nothing has changed for the hobby podcaster today. I'm just stating all this stuff because we've been very much looking at it. And and this is not an aha moment. There have been things along the way that have gotten us to here, but this is definitely a big indicator today. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I don't have really anything else to add to that, but I I do agree with what you said. Um, Also in the chat, by the way, we do have Bang Zani Bits pointing out that yes, Apple TV Plus was never exclusive to Apple. He is correct on that. Um, However, uh, I will say that what I meant was that it had expanded its app availability significantly after launch. Um, And also they did a whole retooling as of the whole Apple TV sign up services through the Apple TV service. And anyways, the the different from the TV, I forget what the, the definition was, but where there was the Apple TV, I think it was the app where it had multiple services in one. And then there was the Apple TV service that you could pay for right there was a difference between that and they they came and did some change we we talked about it on the gunna geek show where they did a whole realignment of that and then again but but putting just the tv portion aside they did expand after the initial launch and so yeah i i think anyways that's all i want to say was bangs was right there was another question in the chat from fonzie x p-h-o-n-z-x i assume it's fonz x Bonzac said, what would you consider the minimum in terms of graphic cards required to stream a podcast? Looking at moving from streaming PS4 to going PC so I can have video. I assume you're trying to stream video gaming and you're trying to create that into a podcast, I assume. And your definition of a podcast, I'm not sure if it is a common definition of a podcast or not. Uh, We've talked about it a lot on Better Podcasting that our definition of a podcast is actually pretty wide. So If you're talking about streaming to Twitch or YouTube, for example, I'm assuming that you're going to need a graphics card both to play your game as well as to handle the stream Mm -hmm. going out. You're also going to have to have internet capable of streaming out. uh, I would say at least 15 gigs up, maybe more than that in order to handle this uh, in terms of internet bandwidth. But as far as a graphics card, that's interesting, especially with the graphics cards availability these days. Steven, you do okay with the old 1080. They're not available anymore, but you do okay with the 1080 graphics card. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that with my modern computer, with the GTX 1080, I would be more than fine to play most video games and stream. But I have a modern computer. I just upgraded last year. I am running one of the top of the line um consumer levels before you bump way up uh ryzen cpus i have a ryzen 9 3900 xt so obviously you have a bunch of variables that need to go together and so 
if you are streaming, you are using more CPU potentially. And so if you don't have a strong enough CPU, now you're going to have to use the uh, GPU encoder, the graphics card encoder, which gets a whole other set of mess because people will say it's less quality and then does it affect your game? Anyways, if you are not having a modern computer, you're going to want a higher end video card, but it will only go so far with streaming. So um, the thing that I will say is that I know you're thinking about going to a PlayStation 4 uh, or from a PlayStation 4 to a PC. I think if you don't have a very strong computer, you probably have a lot better chance of streaming a capture from your PlayStation 4 using dedicated ca uh, capture cards and things like that that have hardware encoding right on them. So if you want to ask more, get more into the techie details, come to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord because I think taking an HDMI connection from another computer, uh, from another source like a PlayStation 4 is a lot more manageable than gaming and streaming on the same machine. Right now I'm running an Intel i7-6700 CPU at 3.4 gigahertz. I've got 32 gigabytes of memory with the possibility of going up to 64. And I think I would I definitely start with 32, possibly 64 if you're going to be doing this stuff. And we render video afterwards as well. So the more memory you have, the easier that becomes. Even if you're not using all the memory to render video, 4K video, it does help going between 32 and 64. As far as the processor, I'm probably at the lower end of the processor. My graphics card is a 1060, not a 1080, but a 1060 GTX. And I've had that even before Steven got his. I remember Steven being a little jealous when I got I mine, but you definitely got one that was way better than mine. I've been looking for one. And when this new generation came out, uh, the 2070s, uh, a few years ago, definitely the 3070s, mm -hmm. that's the sweet spot that I've been looking at right now, but you can't get one right no. now. So I'm, I haven't. I'm not going to overpay for it. So I'm going to wait a few months, see if I can get one at a regular price. I won't say sales price, but I regular price. That's ambitious. Uh, I was just about to say that I think that if you're looking for a new video card to get them at regular price, I think you're looking at this time next year is where I think. Right. And that's kind of where I am in terms of my computer, because I know I need a new one eventually. So I'm, I'm looking at next year for a new gaming system that will probably build from the ground up. And that is going to mean I'm going to have to have availability of the motherboard, of the processor, the chip, which is going to get in shorter mm -hmm. and shorter supply, a uh, new uh, graphics card. I mean, I could start with the 1060, but it's just going to be underpowered for the did, system did that I would get next year. a nude graphics card? Oh, geez. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're lit up. I mean, come on. They show their insides, right? Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm looking at that next year. So it's an interesting uh, question that you bring up just with the graphics card. Yeah. And without knowing your system or your connectivity, your bandwidth, that sort of thing, it's hard to, to, to state, yeah, this is what you absolutely need. I would say get whatever graphics card that you can get at a reasonable price right now. And good luck with that because, and, and I'm not saying not goading you or anything. I'm just saying it's tough to get graphics cards right now for yeah. a lot of reasons. Uh, short supply, pandemic, everybody's at home doing it. People are doing the um, uh, the cryptocurrency mining. Mm. Uh, I, I need to learn more about that. I know originally I looked into that and go, no, it's not worth the power that I'm putting into it, but maybe that was a miscalculation. I don't know because people are doing it left, right, and backwards. I know the Chinese are doing it because the power is cheaper over there, apparently. Mm. So they're able to earn more off of it. So, you know, good for them. Uh, and then just everybody wants the new gaming systems like on a regular schedule yeah. and it's all combining in, in the pandemic limiting the uh, distribution and the manufacturing. They are very hard to find right now. The other thing too, like my personal theory is that the last generation of uh, NVIDIA cards, which is, is I think indisputably or irrefutably uh, the leader of graphics card was so expensive compared to where the current line launched at that I think a lot of people didn't go into that. So now they're pushing want cards that are quite a bit old because they did not get in to the last generation because they were just like, well, I'm going to wait for the price to drop. Too expensive. I got to wait. I got to wait. And then that never came. So now everyone wants to get into this new one because it was at a better price tag. So, well, 
if they were available and people were paying MSRP. <laughs> right. Uh, let's go on to another thing here that I just wanted to mention here quickly, which was, uh, hey, Roadcaster Pro update, really quick thing. We talked last episode and in the most recent Better Podcasting main show about the Roadcaster Pro update. Well, there has been a beta update. This actually came up while we were um, recording the last Better Podcasting live chat. At the moment, it's still in beta. Some people are reporting some bugs, but it's pretty focused on unique needs. Like there is a swear button where you can push it and it mutes all the channels. There is a trash talk mode where you uh, hold the button down and basically anybody that's connected to you remotely can't hear you trash talk them. Uh, and then there is a couple other random things that were in there, like an Osseo driver and something else. Uh, but I, oh, a MIDI, you can use it as a MIDI controller. But I just wanted to mention that it, this, the firmware is in beta. There have been a couple people that have reported some issues. I noticed in one of the settings, I don't remember where it was, there was the icon to go to advanced settings and I clicked it and it went nowhere like it didn't do anything. So just be warned, it is still in beta. I've been using it for the last couple of weeks. I guess this weekend, last week was the beta firmware. Seems fine for this show and better podcasting and the Gunna Geek show. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but there's still a couple bugs. Yeah, uh, in the testing so far, Stephen and I have talked behind the scenes. I'm still not convinced that it is the right solution for me, mm. but it is the right solution for a lot of podcasters. I'm not going to deny that. There are other options out there now, too. You got the Zoom L12, P8, and P4, all viable options that are out there, depending on what you want to do. And don't forget about the sound devices, uh, little recorder, audio interfaces as well. Those are pretty cool. Hey, SP. Yeah. You want to hear a joke? Of course. Knock, knock. Who's there? Feed burner. Feed burner who? No, feed burner was the punchline. That, that was the punchline. <laughs> so there was actually an update with feed burner. This is insane. Uh, our, our Discord definitely blew up when an email started to come out from Google that they are updating feed burner. If you've ever followed FeedBurner, FeedBurner was something a lot of people use because it was a way that you could have your RSS feed, basically, basically an intermediate to your RSS feed that could give you some information and some stats and things like that. But then Google, Google did nothing with it, just sat there. And it fell behind all of the standards that, that evolved with what was needed for a podcast RSS feed and things like that. And so... For a long time, it was very, very straightforward. If you want to be modern, do not use FeedBurner. Contrary to the billion articles out there that were written many, many years ago saying use FeedBurner. And behind the scenes and on the podcast, we said, hey, FeedBurner is probably going to the Google graveyard because there has been no contact about FeedBurner. They've done nothing with FeedBurner and there have been huge changes. Well, apparently... They're getting into that money game, too, because they are updating it and they must see a possibility of getting money out of it. I don't know. It's this weird. reminds me of the Apple podcast uh, renovations that they did a couple of years ago. I think it might be even three years ago now, where at WW um, Worldwide Developer Conference, DC, they updated the RSS feed tags and stuff like that within Apple Podcasts. I think that was Apple's first attempt of saying, hey, look, you know, we've got all these feeds. Let's try to do something with them. And the early guys, that's what they were doing. They were cleaning house, so to speak. This is Google cleaning house to the point where they're going to get ready to monetize these feeds, too, which is not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I, again, I, I think it's a couple years too late for these guys, but it, as long as they're getting on it now and as long as they still retain the ability for independent podcasters and, and uh, hobby podcasters to go out there. It's very interesting. Both the article from Spotify and the FeedBurner announcement, uh, they, they seem to want to state that we understand where the RSS feed came from. We understand where podcasting grew from. It was the open architecture that did it, but it's big now, so we're going to do something else with it, but we don't want to forget our past that we came from. Well, that's all said well and good, yeah. but as I said before, there's cautionary tale there, and I think Google is 
a little bit behind, but Google can catch up really quick. Like this fall, they could have a major update that with all the phones that come out and that usually the fall time frame or in the next spring time frame, I say within a year, FeedBurner could be at the point where Apple Podcasts is right now. I still would say, like, I would still caution people against FeedBurner for two reasons. Number one, the FeedBurner perspective. Specifically, you saw a product that was popular that was abandoned for a very long time. I think you can't ignore that. But the second thing is the Google factor and what they've done in podcasts. They've twice now tried to, to take a stab at podcasts. And both times, it's been a disaster for various ways. This most recent one has been more of a success, but has continued to be plagued with problems. So I think you have to be cautious if you are going to be giving everybody your URL that is tied to FeeBurner. Because again, those two track records aren't good. So we will see what happens. I, I like Google. I use Google phone. I use Google email. I, I'm a big Google advocate, even though I know that they are listening to everything I say. Um, not so much in their smart homes, but I, I still would be cautious of this and other Google podcasting endeavors. To close off the feed burner talk in the article that was posted, there's a quote here that I just want to say, quote, for many users, no action is required. All existing feeds will continue to serve uninterrupted, and you can continue to create new accounts and burn new feeds, unquote. So again, there is nothing that you need to do there. Unlike with Apple Podcasts, you're supposed to log in and, and click a new terms of service and stuff like that. At least with FeedBurner, there's nothing you need to do if you're a current user. Betsy in the chat posted something. Yeah. She said, yeah. Okay, need to chime in here. I was driving yesterday when Steven did the and I nearly went off the road. Okay, so first off... It's not the same road as the roadcaster. Though. I was just about to make a joke about, about the roadcaster. Uh, but first, let me just go ahead right now and say that I know that SP is going to defend you. Isn't that right, SP? He's going to sit there and be like, you know what? I've been tired of hearing Stephen all of this time, and here he goes to irritating our listeners now. Something like that, weren't you? Something like that. Also, when I am driving and I hear annoying sounds like that coming from my podcast, I immediately rip my phone off the cord because that's how I listen through card play through a phone. Right. And I throw the phone down because I'm like, no, no. And I end up pulling over and I'm like fiddling with the volume and stuff like that. So I get what she's saying. The second thing that I want to say is that, uh, you know what? I think that SP's problem is that he, he, he doesn't appreciate my Canadian goodness. In fact, he doesn't even listen to what I am saying half the time, which means that he doesn't appreciate how amazing I am. And, and yes, I was just using the trash talk mode, which meant he couldn't hear anything that I said. <laughs> Bangs is totally ruining my transition here because he posted something uh, or a restraint. Can we put a restraining bolt on uh, Steven? Yes, yes, that would be great. So the transition I was trying to make with this whole thing was that Rode came out with their own USB recording software. Mm, you know, Spreaker's okay. had it for a while where you can connect up to four USB microphones and you can record it. Rode had an announcement with their Rode Connect software where you can connect up to four USB microphones and record them. I don't know too much about the software beyond that. I don't know if you can add sound effects. I don't know if you can do it streaming or not, but I do know that according to the article, it is only compatible with the Rode NT-USB mini microphones. So if you happen to have one of those Samsung Q2Us or Audio-Technica AT2005s laying around or ATR2100s, I don't know if they're going to be compatible with this or not. And I don't know yeah. how that software is going to compare with the other software that's available that you can record multiple USB microphones through like the Spreaker software. So I would caution against using it for a lot of reasons. One of which, if you're using four USB microphones that are only compatible with the Rode software, you are extremely limiting your options for how to upgrade as you go from there. But at least they have something because that's the, the number one question that gets answered beyond what do I do with all this echo in my room once you're using condenser microphones, condenser USB microphones? It's 
how do I record two or three USB microphones? And this is Rode's answer to that. So congrats to Rode for creating a solution. But at the same time, it's very limiting. In our chat, Bangs Naughty Bits is claiming that... Uh, sorry, <laughs> that sounds bad. I was trying to read what he said. He, he says, quote, claims there are chips in the NT minis, end quote. Sorry, Bangs. I didn't mean that to come off that way. Uh, if this is the case and they put chips in the NT minis, what a missed marketing opportunity to not have this out when they launched that. Because when this came out, we said, when those mics came out, we said, there are other options like this. There are other things that have come out like this. And, and there hasn't, like any of these mics that kind of been, that have been like this, we have kind of commented on that. And so what a missed opportunity from a marketing perspective. Because um, when did the NT Minis launch? They... Not that long ago. I want to say last year sometime, but but I don't remember. Yeah, but it, like if they had hardware in there to accomplish this, they should have launched with the software because that would have been a, a standout feature is like, look, yes, people want USB mics and they want to be able to do multiple. It, it, a huge market there because you just finished saying it. You're shaking your head no SP, but you just finished saying that everybody asked this question. Yeah. No, no, Steven, Steven, Steve. I, I was just being sarcastic here. Steven, come on. I mean, like we've known that Rode releases stuff and then they fix it after oh, it's out the barn door. That's true. You mean yeah. how they say that you can turn off all of the cross-board audio processing, yet I still continue to hear gating, uh, even though I have certain things off and I hear ducking and things. Yes, you're correct. Uh, okay, so so you're talking about the Rodecaster Pro here, just uh, to be I am, just to be clear. Yeah. Yes, sorry, that just was to be back clear. To that. Yeah, but but I do like that Rode is reaching out to podcasters and they're saying we know you want to do this, so here's a capability to do this. It's great marketing for them, and it's great marketing for their microphones. I just agree. like just like Zoom with their microphones now and their podcast specific stuff with the P4 and the P8 and everything. I I like how it's finally. We talked about it a year, year and a half ago. I mean, we even interviewed people in the industry, how they're finally starting to create products specifically for podcasters. And we also noted that the podcast industry isn't as big as the music industry. So it's still a side business, but it's a business nonetheless. And that's great. So yeah. we'll see what happens this year. I agree. Um, another thing that we wanted to quickly mention here was uh, earbuds. It was it was actually something SP wanted to bring up was earbuds yeah so amazon came out with their new earbuds the echo 2 earbuds and i still can't get them in canada from what i can see they uh, didn't do the first gen bummer. in canada can't see the second one okay so my point was earbuds are now what the ipods of old used to be and the original iphones used to be and even the original android phones used to be as a way to listen to podcasts right and and they're kept on being new iterations, new iterations, and new iterations. And even though these wireless uh, Bluetooth earbuds have been out for a few years, we're now seeing a, a kind of a war in between like Google and mm -hmm. Amazon and Apple on who's got the best pro earbuds. And one of the things is listening to music. I get it. But another thing is, can you listen to podcasts through them? And especially if you're at work. I don't know how many people I've heard. I can't use these at work, but I don't know how many people I've heard that they're at work and they can only have one bud in. So one ear or the other. And these wireless earbuds are great to do that. They're non-intrusive. There's no cord that's running down. Uh, people can kind of see or look out in, if they know that you have an earbud in on whether you're listening to stuff or not. Uh, so there's just so many uses as you're working out, as you're commuting for these earbuds to be podcast listening devices that and they're expensive enough like $100 or $200 a pair that it's now the next listening tech necessity and possibly tech war on how to listen to podcasts better than somewhere else through the um, noise cancellation through the sound quality uh, through connectivity through length of battery all that sort of stuff which is not specific to podcasting, but it definitely helps podcasting. So 
Keep your eyes on this realm of technology for podcasting because it's only going to get better through the next few years. And it will be interesting to see what sort of development happens with these um, assistants that are basically baked into these smart earbuds and things like that. Because I'll give an example. I have a uh, Amazon Echo Auto in my vehicle. And I all the time, like I I do listen to uh, music and I listen when I'm at home to uh, Sirius XM through my Amazon Echo devices. I've had the app on my phone for a long time for Sirius XM. Before I got that Echo Auto, I rarely streamed it to my, um, through my car while I was going because it was just one of those things. Okay, let me open up the app, wait for it to load. Let me load a channel. It was just like you had you had to do it as you were going or before you got going. But now that that was baked into my car and I can just say a word play, uh, let's say pop 2K on Sirius XM or 90s on nine or whatever. Right. I, I can do that. And I'm curious, like if I had the earbuds, I would do that all the time. I would probably say start doing that because it connects to your phone and streams it through the um, a word app on your phone. And so I'm curious to see when it comes to podcasts, like, are people going to start doing that sort of thing where they're just going to be like, tell their earbuds to start playing podcasts and, and whatnot. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I know people do that a little bit with the, uh, the air or do it a lot with the AirPod pros on Apple side of thing. Right. Or is is it all AirPods that you can, you can connect to the, you can tell it to start playing podcasts from Apple podcasts, or is it just the pro? Ooh, that's a good point. I don't know. I just have the pros. Okay. I, I remember it might, I might be blurring it in my head. I, I remember, I, I seem to recall that there was a big update with Apple Podcasts around the time they were rolling out the pros. I, I don't remember the details, but in any case, again, back to the sort of there's multiple people out there. Um, you have people who are using things like Google Buds or a word buds or whatever you call them, right? So I'm curious to see where else that goes in the future. Yeah, I, I am too. That's why I brought it up. It's an interesting side note in the whole how people are consuming your podcast. And it's important to know that too, because you can start to take into consideration any uh, any specifics that needed to be taken into consideration as you are uh, publishing your podcast, you know, editing the podcast, you know, uh, EQing the podcast. If there's some things that you need to do to make it more listenable to somebody that has earbud- earbuds in, then yeah, that's what you need to do. Stephen, we had a lot to talk about today. We did. Yeah. And one last thing, I just want to give a little bit of a thought to, to people out there. You know, when you're in podcasts, sometimes when you're on social media, you can see things and it can be hard sometimes, uh, when you, when you think something's directed towards you. So like maybe you go and you publish an episode and then you see somebody's tweet or, or, or something like that on social media that seems a little cryptic, seems though a little specific or a coincidental timing to when when you post and you think maybe it's directed towards you and it's, it's negative. And I just wanted to share a personal story and say that happened to me this week. Posted Better Podcasting, saw a tweet out there, and and I thought, okay, this might be directed towards me. And and it was it was quite rude. I'll say it was quite rude. And uh, then I thought to myself, well, you know what? Though I post on Sundays evenings, and a lot of people in this sort of space do post on Sundays evenings. And I thought maybe you're just being a little uh, egotistical, Stephen, by assuming that it's you. But I just wanted to put that out there because sometimes things aren't directed towards you, and and try to not let things get you down. And I was able to shake it off and whatnot. But I also wanted to say, if you are are listening to somebody out there, uh, it's a good idea to try to reach out to them if you have feedback and things like that. Just don't go and dog on them. I guess if you're going to dog on them, at least you're being vague. You're not being specific out there. So um, wanted to mention that. But if you read something and you think it might be directed towards you, uh, it might not be. And, and I wanted to put that out there. It might not be. So try not to let yourself get down. And hopefully, if you are doing something that is really bad uh, or or that is irritating a lot of listeners, you'll have somebody have the courage to reach out at directly just because if you're going and you're being vague on there, I don't know. I think that maybe maybe you should think twice about that. If you're just being super duper vague, 
all the time with your negative critiques all the time. And I do see people doing that. But I also do put some some occasional negative things out there. So I'm just going to say that uh, I understand where they're coming from a bit. But sometimes it does hurt a little bit if, if someone takes it that way, even if it's not directed towards them. If there's one thing I've had courage about this last couple of years in podcasting, it's because of what Johnny Ives said to have courage to have an iPhone without a 3.5 millimeter headphones jack. So I, I now have that courage because I'm forced to have that courage to have an iPhone without the 3.5 millimeter headphones jack. I see what you did there. So for, oh, wrong thing. Oh, where is it? Push the wrong button. And I'm not going to edit this. So for episode 30 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, I don't know, but I somehow changed all of my Stream Deck buttons around and now I'm lost. And I'm SP saying at least Stephen got the episode number correct. We'll see everybody in two weeks here on Better Podcasting Live. Next week is a special Better Podcasting 250 recording. We hope to see you there. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. Welcome to an all new Better Podcasting live chat. I am Steven and with me, of course, is SP. How's it going, SP? I'm great. You know, I am still jazzed about this opening theme that we chose six years ago now. I still enjoy hearing it. I thought I would tire of it after a couple of years, 